Warp Pipe. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Weekly Warp Pipe, a podcast dedicated to retro video games, 80s and 90s toys, and all things nostalgia. This week, we're jumping into the Warp Pipe and talking about the Game Boy. That's right, the big, beefy, brick handheld console by Nintendo. Hopefully, you guys have some great memories about this. This topic was suggested by my buddy, Scott. And we're going to read some comments from you guys, what you thought about growing up with the Game Boy, maybe some of your favorite games. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the weekly Warp Pipe. I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? It's me, Jay, NES Addict. Welcome back. Welcome back. We had a few few suggestions of some topics. So someone wanted to, you know, get uh, deep dived into consoles, handhelds, the uh, history of them, uh, maybe if we had them growing up. So we might do a few episodes um, dedicated to certain consoles or handhelds like this one. We're going to be talking about the Game Boy. The old Game Boy. The old DMG here. The thick boy. That's right. <laughs> it's a classic system for sure. Uh, before we get into that, though, we'll we'll catch up with each other and see what was happening this week. Anything interesting happened to you, Jay? Um, I started my job. Uh, I guess it was last Thursday, so it'll be a weekend tomorrow. Okay. And... Um, so so that's going on and that's been taking up a lot of time and um yeah other than that uh trying to put out regular content on tiktok tonight i slapped myself in the face (laughs) Uh, i thought you know uh i don't know whatever gets the views well i always ask really (laughs) stupid questions right like who remembers this game which is Mm -hmm. like i'm sure like about 20 percent of the games people probably remember the other 80 they might not but okay but it's like when you ask a game like Mario, you know, or Zelda, like, of mm-hmm. course, people remember it. But, you know, that's kind of the point. Right. I but tried anyway. to do a little bit on mine. I do. I, I actually done. If you follow me on TikTok, it's at Russ Lyman, R-U-S-S-L-Y-M-A-N. I've been doing what Jay does and I pull up Game Boy games and I go, hey, you remember, you know, Super yeah. Mario Land. And then I show a little bit of gameplay footage. So I've been doing that on there because I was kind of inspired by your videos there. Hey man, I appreciate that. So hopefully um, they'll take off a little bit more. Some of them do better than others. Um, I did record myself going through my entire Game Boy collection. So I do need to buy more physical Game Boy games if I want to continue videos. Well, that's not necessarily true, Russ, because sometimes I recycle um, old games, especially if a game does well, like California games, just really, for whatever reason, the first time I did it, like just blew up. So about once a month, I throw that back in. So, oh, so you just redo it and you go, hey, I, you see yep. California games and then just re-record gameplay. Because a lot of times you're reaching out to new um, subscribers, not so much your current subscribers, and your the new people haven't seen that. Right. And, so and like video perform well, you're like, might as well do it again. Yeah, exactly. So you know, about once a month, I throw in California games. People get sick of it, but you know. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm just trying. That's all That's I'm doing. It. Speaking of new videos, so I, um, I put out a new video on Bit by Bit. It's the second part. I went a couple weeks ago to Mohegan Sun for Terrificon convention, and I recorded so much footage, I actually had to break it up into two parts. So the second part is now up. Um, David Apuzo's in there, my buddy Tom and Ganny Man, and we pick up a few, a few items that are 
pretty awesome. So I got that video out and then I actually finished a Russ Lyman DIY video. Um, this video has been blowing up on TikTok, and I've been doing like shorts with it, but I basically took a wee wheel and adapted it to fit my car. That's, that, that's pretty wild. Actually, if that is, piques your interest, then uh, just search Russ Lyman wee wheel. I'm sure a video will come up, but uh, yeah, I drove around today. Eh, you know, what are your it, thoughts on it? It works. We'll go with that. Practical? I don't know. Let's let's find out. Is it is it is it I'm assuming it's plastic. It's a plastic steering wheel from a Mario Kart game, right? Yeah, I put it over here. Let me grab it real quick. So you've already taken it off? Russ is getting his well, what, plastic. What I wheel. did, it's it's set up with a a quick a quick release system. Uh, so I have my current steel steering wheel on there, but on the back of it. Oh, look at you. I could just attach this and and then when I don't want to use it, you just press this, take it off, put my real wheel on. Oh, okay. So it's not like a hassle. No. So it's it's gonna be fun. And I'm gonna start a full series of what can I make a steering wheel? So I bought a Wii U <laughs> gamepad case. I think that's the next one I'm gonna use because the Wii U gamepad I feel like fits a little bit better. That's funny. <laughs> You're always thinking of something new, Russ. So hopefully those videos catch on. Um I had the video of me preparing to make that on TikTok and it hit two million views. Dude, two million? And I was I'm I'm happy, but I'm mad because it's like that's the video of me just preparing it. The video that I, of me actually putting it on the car only got like, you know, seventy thousand views or like nowhere near as much or whatever. Did you use the exact same hashtags? I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to have to re-upload another one. <laughs> just re-upload the same thing or, or do, yeah, just re-upload another one and use the exact same hashtags. Yeah. Is that one? And make sure the video is the same exact length. Right. Right. So who knows? We're trying to figure out all this algorithm stuff. Me and Russ are trying to crack the codes, <laughs> but all right, we'll get into our topic here. Game boy games. I got a bunch of history. Um, we can talk about and, uh, then we're going to read some comments. So I got the Game Boy. It's an 8-bit handheld game console that's developed and manufactured by Nintendo. The first handheld in the Game Boy family. It was first released in Japan in April 21st, 1989. And then was released in North America later the same year. Last in Europe. Late 90s. Uh, it was designed by the same team that developed the Game & Watch series. If you remember those, they're basically um, LCD screens that... Almost like Tiger Handhelds. If you yeah, it's like Tiger a Tiger Handhelds. Handheld, but like Nintendo's version. Basically that. Um, it was designed by the same team that developed Game & Watch series of handheld electronic games and several Nintendo systems. I'm going to butcher these names. Uh, Satoru Akada. Gunpei Yokoi and Nintendo Research Development One. R&D so cool. One. R&D One, baby. So that's a little back history of the uh, the Game Boy game here. Um, do you remember getting one growing up, Jay, at all? So I will give you my my most vivid Game Boy memory. Okay. Christmas of 1989. I just gotten my NES and we were traveling to my grandparents house in mississippi who was my dad's parents and my cousin when i saw her that morning she um she was like look jay i got the game boy because she knew i got the nintendo okay i played super mario land if i if i'm going to be generous and say i played it 15 minutes okay 
I handed it back to her and I said, this is stupid. And I went back and got to my NES. I thought it was terrible. Mario on Mario Land looks mm-hmm. so tiny and the turtle. I just, I just didn't get the big deal about it. It was some weird like pea soup green color, you know, <laughs> the, the screen. I yeah. I, maybe I was like a pretentious little nine year old or eight year old, I guess, in 89. But I don't know. For me, it just wasn't for me. And and I never got one. And that's that's it. That's my memory of Game Boy. That's your memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> I personally can't remember when I got my own Game Boy. I remember friends having it and playing playing some of theirs. And then I remember like having one and like trading games um, with them or you know, borrowing games and uh, checking those out. But yeah, you know, when I played Super Mario Land, I, I guess I wasn't that harsh on it. I was like, okay, this is a little different because, you know, you got Mario 2 is different from Mario 1. So, okay, I guess the handheld version is going to be a little bit different too. It, it wasn't so much the difference. I think if that game came out on the NES, mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, yeah, this is freaking dope. I love it. But I think it was more the presentation of it than I the see. actual game itself. Everything's the sprites are shrunken down. It's yeah. it's in a, a black and green scale. Mm, yeah, just wasn't for me, man. <laughs> so it says the, the Game Boy received mixed reviews from critics and it was deemed as a technology technologically tech. No, no, I can't even say this word. Technology. Technologically. Inferior. That's the one. <laughs> inferior to its fourth generation competitors, such as Sega's Game Gear, Atari's Lynx, and NEC's Turbo Express. Well, the Turbo Express, that would be hard to keep up with. <laughs> exactly. That's a basically uh, Turbo Graphics handheld. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's lack of backlight. Graphics and bulky design and price were met with criticism, but it also received praise for its battery life, library of games, and durability in its construction. It quickly outsold the competition, selling 1 million units in the United States within a few weeks. So I think the price point on the Game Boy was around $59. Am I right? Do you remember? I don't remember, but that does sound right. I'm I'm picturing a Kmart flyer yeah. ad or Toys R Us. So I think th- I think they outpriced them because it was you know because of the graphics or not the graphics but the color, you know not it not being colored basically. Because um, I think Game Gear was a bit more. I think it was like seventy nine or eighty nine. I can't remember. I had a Game Gear, but it was much later. Um, but one thing about the durability, I will say. Um, there somewhere, I think it's the I think it is the world of Nintendo New York, and you may be able to verify ah, yes, this for yes, us. Yes. There's the there's one that was that was uh used in Desert Storm and got like almost melted and destroyed and it still works. Yeah, it was either it was either on a soldier or something, and it the story was like I think it got hit with a landmine or I don't know, but it's if you go to New York and go to the world of Nintendo, it's still there. They have a um uh, like a lifeline to it for battery because I don't think maybe the battery compartment doesn't work, but it's still there playing Tetris and the screen is a little bit messed up, but still works. It's still functional. So that, that um, you know, is a testament to how well it was made. It was made really well, you know. Right. And, you know, so it's a handheld. These are meant to be, uh, you know, put in your pocket. And um, if you're wearing depending- Jinkos. If you're, I mean, you can fit, uh, yeah, Sega Nomad in your jeans. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm thinking it's in your pocket, and your your kid, you know, running around falls out, it's gonna hit the ground. 
boom. And, uh, you know, it's good to go because it's so durable and solid. I'm not sure I can say whether the Atari Lynx or Game Gear would hold up uh, dropping to the ground. I will say I don't think a Game Gear will fit in your pocket as comfortably as a Game Boy. <laughs> nope, unless you're wearing Genkos once again. Right. You need to put a Sega Genesis in your pocket. <laughs> With a CRT TV. That's right. Um, so the convenient factor, I can see that. Okay, these fit my pocket better. Um, and the library of games are are great. They actually ported a ton of um NES games. Like you can play Mega Man on here, DuckTales, you know, a type of Mario game, Mario Land. Um, and it was packed in with Tetris, like the best puzzle game of all time, basically. Yeah, I mean, and in Tetris, I can see the allure of Tetris. Tetris is pretty fun, whether you're playing it in color or not. Um, and the sprites are still relatively big on Tetris. So, I mean, I, and that, that was like the perfect pack-in game, you know? Right. That helped it, I think, sell to like an older audience. Right. Who, who didn't really maybe play video games, but they maybe seen stuff with Tetris and was like, okay, I could get down with that. And then the younger generation who enjoyed that and then, you know, maybe grabbing some other like adventure games. Right. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it, Tetris was so good. Uh, game Gear tried to rip it off with uh, Columns. Right, right. Inferior. Uh, inferior. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What do I have here? Um, so it, it has a simple design. You know, it's got a D-pad, A and B buttons, and start and select. It's basically an NES controller with a screen. Right. Um, and then it does have a headphones jack on the bottom. So this way you can plug in your, your headphones and maybe you're playing in class. Here's here's one for you. Headphones in, right? You take this bad boy and it goes under your desk like That's that. It. And you're looking down. Maybe you're looking at your book. Nope, you're playing Tetris. That's right. <laughs> so it's got that. It's got your volume on the side and also a uh, contrast button uh, to try to see that black and green screen a little bit better. There's no backlight on this. Yeah. Um, but then above the contrast, it does have a port. And this was for a um, external... Uh, power supply you can get a rechargeable like battery pack that they sold we're going to get into the accessories a little bit later but um you can use that or it takes four uh double a batteries right in the back opposed to the game gear taking six and how long do those double a batteries last we know i don't have an exact time but it seems to outlast the other handhelds there because it you know it's not drawing that much with it doesn't have a backlight, so it's not going right. to use as much energy. Um, and then you're using four batteries instead of six. So then that lasts a little bit longer on that. Yeah. Um, March 20th, 1995, Nintendo released several special edition Game Boy models with colored cases, advertising them in the Play It Loud campaign. And I didn't know this. Known in Japan as Game Boy Bros. Game Boy Bros. That's going to be our new podcast. <laughs> uh, Play It Loud units were manufactured in red, green, black, yellow, white, blue, and I got right here, baby, clear. The best color of all. Clear is awesome. Clear was so <laughs> wild in the 90s. All the clear plastics. You had your That's clear right. phones. Yeah. You had to have a game console as well. This is awesome. I'm so happy I ended up picking it up, and it's such a clean copy of the the game boy here like all the stickers in the back are really good you can see the batteries right in there so make sure you got four of the same kind or else you're going to be weird yeah yeah yeah. um 
Oh, and it says um, in the UK, this one is also referred to as X-ray. X-ray, because you can see through it. That's pretty rad. Why They should have did that in America. Right? That would have totally sold kids on it. Oh, look, mom, you can see through it. It's X-ray. <laughs> X-ray vision. Of X-ray the Game Boy. Vision. Yeah, that's sick. That's cool. So, I like that. Yeah, I really enjoy, you know, this one here, clean one here. Um, and I feel like it, it fits pretty good in the hand, the size here. Um, they did end up, you know, downsizing with the Game Boy Pocket and in light um as we've got on here's a game boy pocket here you can you see the size difference if you're watching but um it's slimmer it's it's slimmer it's not as thick and it's also not as tall it's not a brick it's not a brick baby that's right sleek (laughs) design um i'll get into some stories and comments i made a post on facebook to see if anyone remembered the game boy joe shivy fellow patreon supporter of the channel what's going on my friend he says when i worked at toys r us i had to call two moms who were fighting over a game boy color i actually told this story in my marketing class today (laughs) (laughs) i want to say it was either 98 or 99 but it was wild just thinking it would never happen today they would have just have to fight uh, bots to get it yeah you know, like like um internet bots like buying it essentially that's right geez yeah that's wild for sure <laughs> um richard king my go-to game on the og was looney tunes i barely hear um anyone talk about this one but it's a solid game every level you play as a different character it's mostly a platformer but the porky level is a shooter Music is catchy. I don't think there was a road trip we didn't take where I didn't have my Game Boy in this game to pass the time. There you go, Russ. You know your next pickup. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check that game out for sure. Speaking of road trips, though, yeah, this is you know great to throw in your bag, your overnight bag, if you're going on a long road trip. Um, and I've seen the meme plenty of times. If you're trying to play this at night, you could only see it for a few seconds when you're going over the street lights yep. <laughs> that yep. would shine down into the car. And you're like, oh, I can kind of see it. Because, again, you don't have that backlight. Guess who didn't have that problem? <laughs> Me, baby, because I had a Game Gear. The NES Attic had the Game Gear. What a traitor. Man. <laughs> I know, right? Who would have thought? Who All these thought? years. Um, Dan Henry just chimes in with DuckTales 2. So you can get DuckTales 2 on the Game Boy way cheaper than what it is on the NES. And then you just put it in the Super Game Boy and bam, there you go. Boom, how about that? That's it, that's all I gotta do. Uh, Aaron says, Motocross Maniacs and Fall of the Foot Clan, the Ninja Turtles game. That's a good one. Solar Striker's a good game on, on that oh, too. Oh yeah, I just did the video on that one. I played that one a ton. Yeah, it's a great little shooter fun little shooter i don't know about kimberly kimberly says her favorite game was home alone ah i don't know if i believe that yeah who knows home alone wow Uh, yeah i don't know uh david apuzo chimes in what's up david used to play f1 race with my dad one of my favorites was balloon fight and revenge of the gator and of course castlevania yep the old the old Castlevania adventure. Um, Dave did, did show me he has a picture, I believe, of 
his dad playing the Game Boy and he has um the F1 race like box. It's a longer box because it came what did it come with? It came with something that attached to the Game Boy. So maybe it's like, like a longer a, box. Maybe like a gas pedal or something? No. Uh, gas pedal. <laughs> maybe it's something that vibrated. I can't remember what came with it, but he, he told me that story there. That's funny. Yeah, I have no idea. No um, clue. Let's see. Oh, what is he responding to? Was always a little disappointed at Mario Land because of how dumbed down it was. Plus, had a Super Bowl instead of a Fire Flower. Who As a kid, that? this is David Apuzo. <laughs> As a kid, couldn't appreciate it like I do now. David, sounds like me and you're on the same page. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just appreciate it. I was like, all right, this is how Mario is on the Game Boy. Whatever. The fire bounces. It's, it's the ball instead of fire. Yeah. Um, Aldo, my buddy says, funny story. Never owned a Game Boy until my father found one randomly at the college he worked at and brought it home to me along with Mortal Kombat, Link's Awakening DX, Jurassic Park, and Pokemon Yellow. Talk about a haul and a half. Dude, that's crazy. That's awesome. His dad just found all those? Apparently, yeah. Maybe some college kid was done with it or left it and forgot about it. That's and funny. It, it went on. And they, yeah, that's quite quite the pickup. You would be busy for a while. You know, Mortal Kombat kind of, you know, get five, ten minutes in. Link's Awakening, long, long game. Yep. Um, put many hours in. Of course, Pokemon Yellow. Got Pikachu on there. And you're going to find all the Pokemon and grinding, leveling up. So that'll keep you busy a whole summer for sure. Yeah. Gross, while you're drinking that, Retro Ryan wants me to tell you live from uh, the TikTok tell Russ you're going to race his Mario Kart mobile. So, Russ, I'm going to race your Mario Kart mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder he someone left a comment on my video I had just posted on TikTok about my um Mario Kart wheel and it was something about racing. So I wonder if that was him. Yeah, maybe. Um I'm gonna grab this uh my Game Boy case back here and I'll tell you the few games that I actually own for the Game Boy real quick. Perfect. It's a short one. All right, we got Castlevania Adventure. Okay. Because you know I'm a Castlevania fanboy. This game I would like to beat someday. We'll see. Metroid 2, Return yes. of Samus. And then Link's Awakening. Perfect. And that's it. That's all I have. It's a solid franchise collection. That's all you need. <laughs> uh, we'll get a couple more comments in, and then we could talk about accessories. Cool. Uh Carl says, when it comes to the Game Boy, since it was my first handheld, I would say I have many fond memories, but I would say Solomon's Key, very good puzzle game, and Super Mario Land, of course. I can imagine Solomon's Key being really good. That's a fun NES game. I feel like puzzle games work the best on the handheld with the Game Boy, because they're fast. You can right. play them for 5-10 minutes, play them for the car ride over to your friend's you can play them at recess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy Pittman. He's got a YouTube channel. The 90s are rad. The 90s are rad. So feel free to check that out. His favorite game besides Pokemon, Contra Alien Wars for the Game Boy. I feel like it's not talked about enough. Contra yeah, I, Alien Wars. That's right. It did come out on Game Boy. Mega Dan 29 was talking about that recently. It's, he says it's a pretty good port. I'm going to have to check that. I bet you that one's a pricey one, though. Maybe because it has Contra in the name. They're like, mm, jack the price up. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. <laughs> it's okay. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk some accessories for the Game Boy. Right. The Game Boy camera and the Game Boy printer, pocket camera and pocket printer in Japan. Our accessories for the Game Boy handheld gaming system were released in 1998. The camera can take basic, often grainy, black and white digital images using four color palettes of the Game Boy system. The printer utilizes heat sensitive paper to burn saved images making a hard copy. There are also several mini games built in the camera itself. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like a, it's like the OG webcam. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. The Logitech cam you would put on your computer. Yep. That's it. <laughs> we saw a printer at the uh, convention. The guy wanted 50 bucks for it, but didn't have any uh, cables for uh. it. So we said, Nope. Um, so speaking of the Nintendo game link cable, it's used to link two or more systems in the Game Boy line of handhelds for multiplayer gaming. Games such as Pokemon series use the Game Link cable to transfer data between link cartridges. So you'd be able to pop this port off that's on the side here, link your games up and be able to play head to head. I wonder if Mortal Kombat was one you could do that with. <sighs> I wonder. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. Or like Street Fighter. I'm sure there was a Street Fighter on Game Boy. Right, like the fighting games would make use of that. Or even, hey, you got four players? The Game Boy four-player adapter was made, designed to allow four players to play certain Game Boy games. Um, it consists of a small gray hub and a single connector cable attached to connect it to the first Game Boy player, and then three tentacles went out to the other. I bet Game you Boys. could count on your hands how many times one of those was actually used. Oh, it's got to be less than five. It's got to be if it, within everyone's friend group. I feel like maybe some of them won't. I, I've never seen it used in person. Never, never. It's like one of those things your grandma gets you. Now you can play with your friends. Right. And you just put it in the shelf and forget about it for 30 years. <laughs> and then I bought it for a hundred bucks last week at a convention. Uh, true, true. Um, we got the Game Boy battery pack. This one was probably a big one. Sold for about $30. The battery peripheral itself is roughly three inches long, a two inches wide, and 0.5 inches thick. So it's a game. <laughs> it said Game Boy on it, and it was like a little baked potato, basically. It was really awkward looking. Um, it did have like, I think on it. It had like a clip so you can like put it on your belt or something Flip it on your belt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what it says. One one end sprouts a thin cable that ends by being plugged into the external power jack of the Game Boy, while the other end connects to a standard main plug. Um, this one here is a fun one. I've, I've definitely seen this quite a few. Um, the, Joy, the, name. the Joy Plus Handy Boy. <laughs> That sounds dirty. It's an official all-in-one accessory for the original Game Boy, manufactured by STD. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I can't make this up. The Joy Plus Handy Boy is made by STD? That's not true. This is what I'm pulling from Wikipedia. Yeah, somebody probably had that. (laughs) It features two amplified external speakers that are positioned on each side of the screen. So it like opens up it attaches on the top of your hand it opens up like a uh window i guess you would say and you have the speakers and then it has a um magnifying glass that has uh, a light that also turns on so you can see a little bit better in the dark 
and then these parts can fold together for travel. Additionally, a thumb joystick can be clipped onto the Game Boy with or without the speakers and magnifier. So it, it would go over the top of the Game Boy here with the D-pad and the buttons are snap on, and then you would have like an analog stick and then higher buttons. You're basically turning your Game Boy into a monstrosity when you put that thing on there. All the memes I've seen is like, this isn't even my final form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the just Joy looks wild. Plus Handy Boy. That's such a crazy name. Ah. Uh. And then the last one, you actually pulled it out, but was the giant Game Boy case to hold your Game Boy and games. Yeah, that thing is freaking sick. Here, I'll show it to you. I've seen two sizes, too. Yeah, that's the big, beefy one. I think they make it in uh, multiple colors. I feel like... Um, oh, yeah. I feel like Brandy uh, from Gamer Aimer has has like a video where she shows like a bunch of them, like three or four. I'll have to definitely check out check out that, yeah. Because I've only ever seen the the classic gray color, essentially. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did I have any more? They made a they made a Z bag for it too. I used to have it before I sold it and whatnot. I'm trying to remember what it looks like. It was like a little black bag, hip bag, and it had like a yellow writing with Z bag on it. Okay. It, it was pretty cool to have, um, but I sold out on whatnot. So I mean, I've seen plenty of like um, cases that were almost like fanny pack type style that you would just put the uh game boy in and then strap it around you or like yeah. a or just had like a string and you wear it like a like a man purse that's right <laughs> what's that I, guy what's that guy that used to wear the clocks on his chest the rapper oh flavor flav flavor flav yeah you can wear it like flavor flav and just have a big old game boy on the chest that's true i'm certainly and like people now that they have like 80s theme parties or 90 themes parties um People have like a power glove and then you could totally make a necklace out of the Game Boy. That's it. Um, yeah. One story I wanted to tell was I, I distinctly remember my friend Sal bringing his Game Boy to school and he was playing um, Final Fantasy Legends on the Game Boy RPG at recess. So we we're playing through it and recess, you know, whatever, half hour long or whatever. So the bell rings. We had to go back in. And he wasn't at a point where you could save the game. So he ended up just putting the volume down in the Game Boy and putting it back in his bag, leaving it on until we finished the entire school day. And then we got out and then he was able to like continue and get to a save point to save his progress. Could you imagine if he accidentally turned it off? Because that switch could, wouldn't be that hard to bump. Right, if you maybe had think. it deep in your bag and like a book knocked against it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, my progress. That would be something that would happen to me. I'd be like, no. <laughs> so do you know now too, a lot of people use these uh, Game Boy games to like make music. Weird. My like buddy uh, Carl, who uh, helped wrote uh, my Russ What You Doing like theme song thing. He has a he has like a chip tunes band called um Planet Zaxxon. They're like on Spotify it. and everything. But he uses like, you know, Game Boys somehow, I don't know the process, but somehow you hook it up and you're using the processor in the Game Boy to access certain beeps and boops and you make music with it. That's really cool actually. I'm gonna have to YouTube that. Yeah, like just look up like Game Boy music like dj or something it's almost like they use it like a korg system or something yeah it's like it's like a pedal or you know some interface they're plugging into and 
it's cool that it's original hardware rather than they're just using like a you know an app or download program or something yeah so that's that's super fun that's crazy i can't even believe that someone figured out how to do that like use the game boy just to make rap songs or whatever or or maybe not rap songs but just like i mean you could rap over it sure techno songs or whatever they are i will say i I never seen any uh anyone use a game gear there we go i know my mission (laughs) we'll have to cover game gear since we're doing game boy and jay has uh better better nostalgia for that that system that's all right you put up some good some good information for this though this was this was fun yeah i mean i pulled a lot of it from from Wikipedia, just trying to get some highlights and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure you can look up the gaming historian Norm, and I'm sure he has a deep dive into the Game Boy. He oh, yeah, does a great job. I'm sure. I'm sure Norm has has uh, a lot to say on it, but uh, it's all awesome. Yeah, but the Game Boy, no, it certainly holds a place in my heart and a lot of gamers. Um, I'm almost curious what the younger generation thinks about Game Boy now. Um, I will say, I bought a. Um, mod it like screen to make it backlit it replaces the full board and has a new screen and you can actually change the colors of the screen and it you know brought new life into the game boy and i actually play it a lot more now yeah that's cool i like that i think i've seen pictures of of you playing that before like on a plane or something yeah i thought it was this one but apparently i have two because this one wouldn't turn on and i was like oh it must be at the condo <laughs> I, I found one a couple of years ago at a yard sale and it was the one that was in that Z bag that I got. It, oh, this is actually a really interesting story. We have, we have time for it. And, um, but when I got it home, the screen had like fallen off of it. Like, I guess it had the, the glue that had held the screen on, mm-hmm. but the weirdest part about this, that's not the weird part. There were these yard sales. There was one across the street and there was another one across the street. Okay. okay. So it was like, you know, like the same neighborhood houses right. right next to each other. So I go to this one yard sale and this guy has a Game Boy and it's pretty trashed and he wants like way too much for it, but it had like Fall the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really want Fall the Foot Clan. But he did not want to break them apart. So he's right. like, well, so I walk across the street. They have a Game Boy with fall of the foot clan i'm like what are the chances so <laughs> wow. I, I bought the one across the street that had, that was the one that had the um the z-bag with it but later the later the, the screen fell off so clearly it wasn't great shape either but well you could always get replacement screens now for that they sell new ones and you can even get glass ones instead of this is plastic so you can order a glass one yeah i think i do have one uh game boy that works i don't know where it is right now though but i think oh I okay one. I was going to say there's a um, also I want to let people know what was the um, there was a, a website. Let's see. handheldlegend.com. If you guys are into handhelds, that's an awesome site where you can get like screens, replacement screens, shells. If you want to get you could get new shells for the Game Boy, like colored shells. Their their new product, so you can get blue, orange, green, whatever color you want. And if you're comfortable with, uh, you know, taking some screws out, you can reshell your Game Boy and bring new life into it. That's pretty cool. Sweet. I think that wraps it up for the Game Boy. Yeah, that was a pretty good little dive into it, though. Yeah. So appreciate you guys suggesting that topic. I forgot who it was, so I apologize. But um, yeah. We're going to have more of these coming on. And um, if you guys want to check out any of our other stuff, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, 
uh, Russ Lyman, R-U-S-S-L-Y-M-A-N. And where can we find you, Jay? Uh, my my biggest uh, social media platform right now seems to be TikTok. So you can find me there. Um, same name, NES Addict. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, obviously on YouTube. And here every Saturday with my boy Russ in the warp pipe. Nice. Yeah. Diving in, taking you back in time for a little bit nostalgia. That's right. Um, let me see. I think they commented on our last 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 video. I just wanted to give recognition to who was like, hey, do this. Was it on there? Shoot it. Oh, here we go. Scott. Scott. He always ends up chatting. And can we get series on each game system, including handhelds and history behind them? I'm very interested in learning about history of systems and games. So, Scott, this episode's for you. More to come in the future. If you guys have a suggestion, then reach out to us. Either comment on this video on YouTube or one of our social media platforms, and we'll we'll throw it in the books, and we'll see if we can get to it. That's right. Excellent. All right, guys. We'll have a great week. As always, I'm Russ Lyman, and keep your world fun bit by bit. Have a great weekend, everybody.